0: In this engaging hour you'll hear from people just like you who wanted to achieve success and did what was their secret you'll need to listen to find out now here's your host Rachel O'Brien Eddy
1: welcome to infinite success radio I am your host Rachel O'Brien Eddy thank you so so much for sharing your time with me today you know I know that we've got people listening All around the world. And I really, really appreciate you guys taking time every single week to listen in to Infinite Success Radio. You know, I believe that time is the most valuable thing that we have in life because it's the one thing that you can never get more of. So the fact that you're spending your time with me today really does mean a lot to me. And I thank you very, very much for doing that. You know, you're really investing in yourself, you're really investing in the level of success that you can achieve in your life and in your business. by plugging in to resources that will help you take your life and your business to the next level. So today, I am super, super excited to be with you guys live from Bahrain. That is where I live. It's a small island country on the eastern coast of Saudi Arabia. And we have been here just a little over two years, and it's really been an incredible experience. You know, I travel a lot, so sometimes I do my shows live in the U.S., and sometimes it's in the Middle East, and, you know, we're all over the place. And it's really exciting because today I actually have a guest that's going to be joining us and she's over in the States and she'll be sharing a little bit more about that. But it's really fun that with technology today, you know, we can be anywhere in the world and really provide value and make a difference no matter where we are. So it's just such an exciting time I love being over here. I have a really interesting um, opportunity to really provide an influence here in the Middle East and really make a difference in people's lives, which is what I'm all about. If you've been listening to the show each and every week, you know that I am here to encourage, inspire, and empower you to achieve that higher level of success in your business and in your life. That's definitely what I'm all about. You know, my life has been very challenging at times. I've had to overcome a lot. And so I really see it as an honor and a privilege to be able to take what I've learned over the years and share it with other people so that they can then break through to that next higher level. So today we're going to be talking about K-12 education. And, you know, as a mom, my children's education is super, super important to me. It's something that I think a lot about and that I'm definitely involved in. But, you know, it's something that we should all be concerned about. So even if you're listening today and maybe you're not a parent, it's super important that you're thinking about education as well because, The truth is, the kids are our future. They are the future leaders, and they're the people that are going to be bringing us forward. And so, I mean, education is just so, so important, that's what we're going to be talking about today. We really want kids to be successful. We want them to go on and lead successful lives and businesses and to make a difference in the world. So we're going to be talking about that today. One of the things that's really exciting is that my guest is going to be sharing how she plans to bring literacy to 250 million children globally. This is amazing. It's super exciting. And she really is an expert in her field. So I'm so excited that she is going to be joining me today and sharing some time with us and sharing her wisdom and some ideas of how we can really make a difference in education. She's also going to be making an exclusive announcement right here on my show, which I'm very excited about. So make sure that you stick around throughout the entire show so that you can hear all about that. So before I bring on my guest, I do have a really special gift for all of you that are listening today. As a thank you for sharing your time with me, I want to give you a copy of my ultimate guide to goal setting. This is the strategy that I use to not only set, but achieve goals faster than ever before. A lot of times people ask me, how are you able to get so much done and how are you able to achieve so many of your goals in such a small and short period of time? Well, the truth is, is I've figured out a step-by-step systematic approach to goal setting and to actually achieving your goals. And so I want to give this to you guys today, absolutely free. All you need to do is go to my website, connectwithrachel.com forward slash gift Again, it's connectwithrachel.com forward slash gift. Just enter your name and your email address, and then I will email you a copy of that. It's a $97 value, so you guys get it today absolutely free just for listening in and and heading over there. So again, it's connectwithrachel.com forward slash gift. All right. Well, I want to go ahead and take some time to bring on my guest. This is an absolutely incredible woman. Her name is Trish McCarty. She is an amazing leader. She's a business strategist and education expert, and she's also a best-selling author. You know, I love talking to people that, that do a lot in their life and business, that really go out there and blaze a trail, and Trish is definitely one of those trailblazers. She is the kind of person that gives so freely of herself, and she has made a huge, huge difference in K-12. She's also the founder and CEO of Starshine Academy. So let's go ahead and bring her on. Trish, are you with me?
2: Yes, Rachel. Thank you so much for having me on your show, and um, Thank you for all the accolades. I'm not sure I can live up to all of them, but I'm going to try.
1: Oh, my gosh. Well, you are so welcome. And thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your time with all of us today and your wisdom. You know, I've been so impressed by you. We've known each other for a few months now, maybe about six months. And I've been so impressed by the work that you do and by the people that you help and your heart and your vision and your mission. I mean, it really has been something that it's been just a privilege to get to know you and know a little bit more about what you're doing to really make a difference in the world and. So so I want you to share that with the listeners today. So tell us kind of a little bit about yourself and your background.
2: Well, I will do that, Rachel, but I want to um, expand on something that you just said. You, you are an achiever, and you put your goals together, and then you go after them. And as far, you are as, about as far away from me as anybody could be, and yet you got on a plane and came all the way to Phoenix to spend some time with our high school kids and i i would like to know what what inspired you to want to do that and what you learned from being inside of starshine and then we'll go backward and i'll kind of talk to you about how i ended up there
1: oh i love it okay cool so we'll we'll flip roles for a second <laughs> <laughs> no you know you're absolutely right i um I guess this was last month in September. I do live in the Middle East. And so for me to go back to the U.S., it's about a 24-hour extravaganza, (laughs) Uh, several different flights, lots of connections and layovers and all of this stuff. So it really does take a high level of commitment. And for me, I was so excited about coming to Starshine and sharing with your students there because I really believe that when we have the opportunity to encourage and inspire and empower children, I believe it does make a a difference for generations to come. Because if we start teaching kids, you can achieve greatness. You can achieve your goals. And this is how to do it. If we give them that path to run on, and if we give them, you know, somebody to look up to, then it makes all the difference in the world. One of the things that I did at Starshine is I, I, delivered a presentation, essentially, um, that was a very inspirational and motivational talk. Um, and I shared a lot about my story and my background. I shared about my struggles. I shared about how difficult life was for me growing up and in an abusive home situation and, you know, not having money and not always having food on the table. And, you know, I shared a lot of these, these stories with the kids so that they knew, wow you went from that and now look what you're doing. And so I was able to paint that picture for them where they could relate and say, that is me. That's the life that I've been living. And you know, it really gives them hope that they too can continue on, not give up, that they can have a dream and then go on and achieve it. And so when I was thinking about coming to Starshine and the long trip that it would take and, and everything else, for me, it was really a no-brainer. Any opportunity that I have, if I can fit it into my schedule, uh, any opportunity I have to make a difference is worth it to me. It's, it's all about one person at a time. And with kids, it's the same way because you never know. There could be one child in that audience, one child listening that day and something I said could resonate and something I said they could then take that for the rest of their life and build on it and go out there and do an amazing thing. And so that's, that's kind of why I was so passionate and so excited about this opportunity to, uh, to share at Starshine. And, and I'll tell you, the stories from the kids have just been just incredible. I, I'll share that a little bit later in the program but that's kind of why I did it and and why it was definitely worth it to me to hop on a plane and fly across the world.
2: <laughs> well, Rachel, you know, you and I share a huge passion and that is to share our successes with people who might not have a chance to learn from anybody that like exactly. that has had any success. And so I'll go back to the first question that you asked me and I have been I have been very very blessed in my life. Um, I you know we've all we've all had ups and downs, but for the most part I was raised by great parents. My dad was a uh, career Air Force, so we did get to move all over the world. I was born in Germany, grew up in Tokyo, and these experiences made me see the world as a as a really big place, but that we're all just Kind of alike, you know. We want yes. love. We want opportunity. But I was really taught success principles from the day I was born. My parents were, were um, believers in faith and ability, and um, knowing that you just have to show up. You know, you have to put yourself out there, and you can't give yourself excuses for failure. So I had that mentality uh, all the time I was growing up, and then. I was very fortunate, and this is what I teach, is you can manifest anything. You just have to know how to do it. So I have been in the right place at the right time so many times in my life because my attitude got me there. You know, I was willing to show up for maybe a tiny, tiny opportunity, and all of a sudden it grows into something else. So um, so. When I was in, uh, college, I was really interested in the human body because I had gotten very involved in yoga. Mm-hmm. And I was interested in how your mind works, how, how you learn, how, how the neurology of your, of your body manifests, whatever it manifests. And <clears throat> I was told when I was in high school that I had really high test scores, but the test scores that I had related to male jobs, not female jobs. And it was really disheartening to be told that, you know, there weren't any jobs for me, basically. Well, um, I I listened to my high school counselor, and I, I basically, in my mind, said, you know, I'm going to prove you wrong. Well, AT&T um, <clears throat> had some people coming through our college looking for those test scores and they were uh, they needed more female entrepreneurs so they offered me an incredible job and I got to learn how to be an executive for AT&T starting when I was 20 years old and I mean this is being in the right place at the right time with the right openness for opportunity
1: Exactly and
2: they they were um, I I was so fortunate They were in a lot of trouble. There were lawsuits coming because they didn't have enough women in executive positions. So they trained me three days out of every five days that I worked. And they taught me things like how to shake hands um, with authority because you're going to be working in an international environment. You're going to be talking to a lot of men. They taught us to lift weights as women because when you lift weights, you tell yourself mentally, I am strong, I am strong, I am strong. And I was thinking this whole time, why didn't I learn this when I was in kindergarten? You know, why did right. I have to struggle through high school? You know, I could have known this stuff when I was little. And I, it, believe it or not, I mean, those little thoughts have blossomed into this huge thing that I want to do now. So, um I worked for AT&T for about seven years and I was on an assignment over at Mellon Bank working for the president of Mellon Bank on an assignment for technology and um, the Mellon Bank president of the Western Division um, kept running into me when he he walked out of the bathroom. He would literally hit me accidentally and this happened five times. This is just how manifesting works. It's so funny. But, um, I didn't know who he was, and he didn't know who I was. I was just working there. You know, I'd been assigned this this thing. And right. so after the fifth time, he said, who are you? And I said, well, who are you? <laughs> and he said, well, I'm the president of the bank. And I said, oh, well, I'm working for you right now on an assignment from AT&T. He said, do you want to come and work for me? And I said, well, doing what? <laughs> wow. And so... All of a sudden, I got caught up in this world of major money, major power of brokering of money, venture capital. Um, venture capital banking was what he was doing and what Mellon was focused on at the time. And this is in the days where we were assigned a book called Winning Through Intimidation. And if, you, if you've seen any of the movies like Wall Street, I mean, that's pretty over the top, but there was a lot of um, getting ahead by destroying your, your competition. Right. And that was just never how I felt things should be. And in the, at the same time, you know, I'm having children. I'm trying to manage a life with kids and, and um, family and all of that. And my children were all very unique. They all had different desires for what they wanted to be and do and and I would get really frustrated with the schools because my kids weren't happy in school. You know, I mean, they would do okay, but they would complain a lot about, you know, it's boring or whatever. And I just thought, this is so ridiculous. But I had the money to give my kids choices so I could pay for private schools or whatever. But my friends didn't have that ability, and they were crying about their kids, too. But they their kids were sort of stuck in whatever school they were in, and I kept talking about, you know, what do people do that don't know success, don't know how to teach their children success, and they're stuck with a school that they think is not the best for their child, because whether you have money or not, you want the best for your child.
1: Absolutely.
2: And so um, this just just was on me all the time, at the same time as I was working with all these millionaires that were miserable, and I, and I would say to them, you know... You've got so much money. I mean, can't you figure out how to buy somebody who's going to tell you how to be happy? So all of these thoughts are going over and over in my mind. And then um, 9-11 happened, and I cried for a year, I think. I'm I'm probably one of many that that did that. But I was so upset because I could hear my dad's voice in my head saying, this country is going to go fall apart because K-12 education is such a mess. And I really thought as long as one person on the planet is taught the wrong stuff or not at all, that we're all at risk because if people are unhappy and they don't know how to get happy, depending on the level of that, they're going to cause destruction. And so um, I had a chance at the time to, um, to speak to large groups of people because I was now president of the Mortgage Banking Association, I had started a bank, and um, was doing well on that side, so I had a chance to speak in front of a lot of groups, and I told people, you know, we've got to fix K-12, because I don't have any way to hire decent employees, and our country's going downhill, and you can't teach people that the only way they're going to get ahead is to hurt somebody else, because our country is not going to work that way. And People at the time thought I was um, in la-la land. You know, I was in a very, very competitive market full of males, and um, I'm talking about children, and they don't want to hear it. And at the time, nobody was saying make a difference or any of that. I mean, it, it wasn't trendy to be nice. And... So I'm, I'm Oh, I love you how that. you put
1: that. That's and it's so it's so it true. Sometimes it's really not nice. real trendy to be nice. <laughs> no.
2: No, it was, you know, I think a lot more people are a lot nicer now, but um but in in those days in the early 90s everybody just wanted more money and they didn't care how they got it and they didn't care what they hurt to be, to get it. So, um and there's still too much of that, by the way. But anyway, um after I did a speech, some people came to me and asked me if I would open a school, and I said no. (laughs) And uh, it was uh, was a pretty strong group of people, and I called my mom, and I started to cry. I said, Mom, these people want me to open a school, and I do not want to, and they're going to put a lot of pressure on me to do this, and I, I don't even know how to do that. And she said, well, Patricia, you're probably in a calling and you have accomplished a lot of things in your life and you're probably going to accomplish this. And I said, yeah, but I don't want to, I don't know how to do a school and they want me to do it on the worst drive by shooting street and all of this stuff. And she said, "Um, you'll be fine. You know, God will take care of you. If you're in a calling, you're going to be protected. And she said, and if you're not in a calling, you're going to know right away. So that was in 2002, right after 9-11, and um, it has been, I, I am more passionate today than I was even, you know, 13 years ago, because I do see the light at the end of the tunnel, the very things that you and I teach very powerful adults, how to achieve more, how to manifest more, how to have more time, and how to achieve their goals, all the things that you and I, we get to be with the top 2% of the world. And we get to help them achieve even more. And we get to help them be happier and more fulfilled with their life. So we're the fortunate ones because we get to be around these really power hitters. But at the same time, we can go back and influence the very lives that depend on us, These, these kids who never have met somebody successful, who are in three generations of bad parenting, who have been struggling Just to get by every single minute, every single day. No one has ever told them how to shake hands or believe in themselves. Um, This morning I was listening to um, Joel Osteen, and he was talking about the very thing that, you know, Oprah became famous for, and that is your I am statements, the power of I am. And, you know, whatever you say you are will come looking for you. He says that when you say, I am somebody that is important, that God put me here to do something incredible, you begin to build quiet confidence that absolutely increases your self-image and your ability to manifest more. But as long as you're in a school that's telling you you're an F student or you're a D student or you're a loser, you're going to be a loser. So... um, We've accomplished a lot, but we're, uh, we're kind of on the ground floor of c- accomplishing a lot more right now.
1: You know, I, c- I couldn't agree more with, with what you just said, because, you know, I've been saying for years that your thoughts and beliefs are your reality. So a lot of the coaching clients that I work with and a lot of the training that I do is, is a lot centered around what you think and believe. Because what you think and believe about yourself, about your life, about your worth, about your business... Um, is what's real for you. I mean, it it is exactly what will be real for you because that's how you see it and that's your perspective. And that's all you'll be able to bring into your life because that's what you're focusing on. So I think it's so important to help people make that shift where they start to change some of those thoughts and some of those beliefs. And using those positive affirmations, the I am statement as you were just uh, referring to, really does make a huge difference in people's lives every single day. You know, one of your students I interviewed while I was at Starshine really, really impacted me because one of the stories that she shared is that she was actually failing all of her classes at a previous school. She felt like a complete failure. She felt like she was stupid. She felt like there was no hope for her. And then she started at Starshine. And now she says she is consistently an A-B student. She feels great. She, she's excited about her future. She has dreams. She has goals. And it was really incredible doing this interview with her and just hearing that, that little bit of her story that something that you're doing is so unique and different that you were able to take a student who was failing and really believed, man, I'm a failure. And completely helped to transform that person into now a successful student who is really going to go out there and do amazing things. And I know that she will. What do you think is so different about Starshine, about your philosophy and the way that you're, you know, that you're teaching education that can produce that kind of a result? Because that's really remarkable.
2: Well, Rachel, thanks. I, that's probably the number one question that people ask me is how how does this happen? And, and, you know, we are a charter school, so we are governed by the same laws that govern all schools. And although I think a lot of them are just so outdated and, and um, so archaic, we still have to comply with them because we get federal funds. And if we don't do things the way the government wants us to do it, we don't get those funds. So we still have the same issues trying to deal and cope with the tests required and the grades required, which I don't believe in. Um, but we, you know, I spent years um, bringing in scientists from all over the world, brain scientists, um, quantum scientists, and trying to figure and a lot of educators trying to figure out if you wanted to do this over, what would you throw out and what would you keep? And we and and I also brought in, you know, some of the top bankers, some of the top people that were able to manifest millions of dollars and and uh, authors, et cetera. So anyway, we, we spent years on task forces to try to figure out how to make Starshine be what we need to bring the future in the way that we want to do it, and we wanted to test it with the toughest situations, so our school in Phoenix is located in um, a very high crime area of Phoenix, and we we tested it there because we wanted to see can we help kids that are really, really struggling? Um, with their whole, everything in their life is not really going that well, is, is it possible to turn that around? And we, we've seen it over and over, just like that little girl with you, um, because there, there are specific scientific reasons for this. One is that 70% of learning is contextual. So when you're learning something, everything matters, how you're learning it, what environment you're learning it in, People in that environment, how you're, how it's being delivered to you. So a huge amount of learning is just where and what you are at that moment in time and what you're doing. So we control that environment. We make it really, really pretty, as you saw. It looks more like a college campus combined with Disneyland. And we put the kids in a positive, happy, pretty, safe, clean, environment that, as you know, we've painted <clears throat> all the inside um, Mickey Mouse blue, which is kind of like the color of the sky, because we did research on how, what color has to do with how you learn and what color is um, poor for learning. The worst color that kids can sit in um, to learn is white and off-white because it's way too bright for your brain. So your brain, you know, if kids eat, have a tendency to wiggle in their seats, when they're in sitting in a white room, it puts too much energy into their brain. Like their brain almost um, sparks too much. And blue is just a real calming color that helps you concentrate and helps you feel good. You know, it's probably why God painted the sky blue. Anyway, um, very detailed things like that are um, a part of our concentration. And then you said something about one of our principles. So we don't have too many rules. We have 15 principles of engagement. And the kids, the parents, the teachers, anybody having anything to do with Starshine, including donations or people that volunteer, and I'm sure you and I had this discussion, You have to believe in the 15 guiding principles. Otherwise, you're not starshine. And so um, pretty much it would be hard to disagree with any of them, but one of them is music is the first language. Well, you have to say, yeah, that sounds agreeable to me. And if you don't, then you really can't be a part of starshine. So the kids have buy-in when they first come in. We tell them this is a different school. You guys are not going to fail. If you need longer to learn whatever you need to learn, it's okay. We're going to be here forever. But we don't produce failures at all. There are no failures in children. I mean, no kid should get a D or an F. We, right. we should just wait until they can be a C, B, or A, and then, you know, give them more. So the kids get from the very first day that they walk in that we don't believe in failure. And yeah. so we believe that when you do fail, it's just another step to learn. Yes, absolutely. And we teach them that all teachers and all kids are just learners. So we tell the kids, look, I know something and I'm going to help you with what I know, but I don't know what you know. So you're going to help me with what you know, and together we're going to make each other better. So the kids are not told that their teacher knows everything. And they understand that this is a partnership for both of us to grow and to learn from, from one another. So we give them value and respect from the day they walk in that school. And for a lot of kids, I've had several kids tell me that a white person has never talked to them. Wow. I would say 95% of our kids have never, ever met a successful business person, ever. Okay. So they don't even know what that means or how, how do you get to be successful. So um, so we start, we start on the right foot. And then when we do have to do tests, because we're required to do that, we're required yep, to do the same tests all the schools have to do, the kids have to stand on one foot and breathe before they attempt to take that test because that is a brain exercise. It gets oxygen into your brain. When you're balancing on one foot, you get rid of fear. So you cannot be fearful or angry when you're balancing on one foot. You can try it yourself. (laughs) It's a free little tip. But um, it triggers some muscles in your stomach, which is the trigger for butterflies in your stomach that cause fear to happen in your brain. And when you're in fear or anger in your brain, you are reduced to fight or flight. That's the limbic part of your brain. If you're in yep. a limbic brain, you cannot think straight. So the reason that people run when they're you know, in fight or flight is because their brain basically shuts down and their muscles take over to save their life. And that's fine if you're in the jungle, but it is not fine if you're getting ready to take a test.
1: So right. we we
2: tell the kids, look, this is how your brain works and you've been in fight or flight, you know, your entire life. And these kids that particularly are struggling or any kid, if you've had a bad morning, you haven't eaten, your dad just yelled at you or whatever, you right. come in feeling like a failure, you there's no way you can take a test and be all right. There's no way. And so we tell them, uh if you've struggled with tests before, you probably have taught yourself that you're not a good test taker, and that's just not true. So we kind of dispel a lot of things that kids have been told over and over and over. And once they learn that, they go home and tell their parents. And so their parents then become more empowered. And then we go on to deeper concepts like you and I share how how you make money, how you can become an entrepreneur, how you can manifest good goodness and happiness and love in your life, how you can have better friendships. And all of that stuff is intertwined in what we teach at Starshine because Starshine is based on empowerment of body, mind, spirit, health, wealth, happiness. We don't think that when you show up, you're just there to do a test. We think that you show up Have you had enough water today? Have you had enough to eat? Are you doing okay with your friendships? Are you doing okay at home? And we find out every single day what's going on with that one child and what they need to have success that day. And that's what we do day after day after day after day. So, you know, most of what we do, Rachel, is free. It's like you just need to know to do it. But... All of us are only operating on what we know at that moment in time, right? So Absolutely. I think I'm pretty well informed. I read a lot. I know a lot of people and I know a lot about what causes success. But I had a big learning experience last year and, and it just was so um such a big lesson to me. So I I think you know that I um seriously injured my back um a little bit over a year ago, last October and, um, and I'm connected. So I'm calling a lot of people and finding out, you know, who's the best doctor, what hospital should I go to, what kind of exercise can I do to increase this, what kind of vitamin can I take. And I just went through a really tough time because I could not get relief from my back. So I spent days and days and days lying on my living room floor trying to type on the computer and making phone calls because my back hurt so bad that a lot of times I couldn't even walk 10 feet. Mm. And uh, not not to mention all the doctors that I went to and all the shots that I had, et cetera. And it was almost a year to the date, I happened to be talking to one of my 20-plus-year friends, and he's an expert on fitness. I mean, he's... he's um, In the Expert Hall of Fame for Fitness, and up there with Jacqueline. And, you know, I just mentioned that my back had been hurting for a year, and he said, Are you kidding, Trish? That is my specialty. People fly in from all over the world to work with me because I know how to fix backs. And I couldn't believe it. You know, here I've been suffering for a year. And it's kind of like that, that diamond in your own backyard, you know, that Right, that, exactly. If you haven't read that book, you <laughs> should, because we look and look and look for diamonds everywhere else when it's like two feet away from us. And um, in one month, it was uh, it was actually, I believe it was 33 days, from the day that I first saw him, 33 days later, I had zero pain, stronger than I've ever been. And everything was fine. That is <laughs> and great. I just thought, Ugh. here I am, really, really connected, and I couldn't figure out how to even just help myself. And I am always reminded, you know, how difficult it is when you are really struggling. When you're trying to pay bills, you don't have enough money. You don't know how to help your kids. you're, You're, you know, suffering in your relationships. And how far away you are from instantaneous help. But if you know if you're down like that, you don't know where to go. So I think it should be all of our missions just to try to be a filter for what works, no matter whether it's a K-12 or medical or whatever. Because um, we all need help, and we all need to hold hands to get it.
1: I, I I totally agree with you. I think that, you know, we all go through challenges in life and we have injuries that happen and, and stuff that goes on in our families. And it it's just, it's just a part of life from time to time. And you're right, when you're stuck in that moment, it's really challenging sometimes to find a solution. And even when you're trying everything and you're reaching out to the people you know, sometimes you have to just kind of suffer through. And it sounds like for you, this experience really really impacted you. And in fact, in a way that maybe, maybe you're even more relatable to people now than you were even a year ago because of this experience. I believe that everything always happens for a reason. And it could be that down the road, you might be meeting someone or maybe somebody's even listening to the show right now that's been in the same problem pain, you know, back pain and, and not getting a resolution. And you might be able to really help that person because of that experience. And well, with Starshine, right. I mean, I think that you're sharing that with the kids. You know, you're, you're sharing these types of experiences with the kids and raising the bar for them and changing their beliefs just by saying, hey, you don't have to stay stuck. There is right. another way. You're I just right. think it's
2: well, awesome. I I absolutely believe just the way that you do that everything is everything is everything and that when difficulties come our way, it's to raise us to another place. Because, you know, I totally 100% believe that belief and faith equals outcome. And so I am very careful, and we teach the kids no shame, blame, victim. And I am very careful to keep my mind on what I want instead of what I don't want. And in that space where, you know, you just have this nonstop pain where you can't sleep, you can't do anything, it it's completely challenging to to say, I'm not gonna think about that right now. Yes, it's happening, but I'm gonna think about what I want. And um and and it has gotten me to a point now where I am more on fire than I've ever been about Starshine. I mean, I'm more excited about what is possible and what we can do to help each other and help fix K 12 education because it is just, it doesn't work. You know, I, I mean, I'm sure every person has this story, but you, you know, you've got little kindergartners that can't wait to go to their first day of school and within two weeks they have a stomach ache and they don't like learning anymore. I mean, it's just so dumb.
1: Yep. No. And, and it really does happen. You're absolutely right. Well, we've got to stop right there and take a really short break. But when we come back, we're going to have more with Trish McCarty. And she's got an amazing announcement that she's going to be sharing with us. We'll be talking more about Starshine and everything that she's got going on to really help kids all over the world. So thank you so much, Trish. Everybody stick around and we will be right back. <music>
3: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Family caregivers face some tough challenges every day in caring for a partner, parent, child, sibling, friend, neighbor, or even coworker. You are there to provide the care that these people need after everyone else has gone home. Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley will provide you with a social networking experience. You'll hear from experts and others who are experiencing the same things. And together, you will promote a common cause. Tune in to Family Caregivers Unite twice every week, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety and on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Stop struggling and finally achieve the success you deserve. Personal transformation expert and success coach Rachel O'Brien Eddy has teamed up with Dr. Nito Cabane and experts from around the world to bring you the forthcoming book, Breaking Through. Discover how the world's leading entrepreneurs and professionals achieve breakthrough success and how you can, too. Reserve your copy today at connectwithrachel.com forward slash book. Plus, receive an exclusive invitation to attend Rachel's book release party. Register now at connectwithrachel.com forward slash book. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel.
0: You are listening to Infinite Success Radio with your host, Rachel O'Brien Eddy. Call in and let us know if you have a question or comment. Our number is toll-free in North America, one 346 9141 That's one 346 9141 You may also send an email to radio at connectwithrachel.com. Now, back to Infinite Success Radio. Here again is Rachel O'Brien Eddy.
1: Welcome back to Infinite Success Radio. I am your host, Rachel O'Brien Eddy, and today we've been talking about K-12 education. I've had an incredible guest with me, Trish McCarty. She is an education expert and a best-selling author, among many other things, and she's really on a mission to help children all over the world create that higher level of success through education, through entrepreneurship. Thank you so much, Trish, for sharing your time with us today, and welcome back to the show.
2: I'm having a great time. The time is just slipping away. I, I, you know, I really so admire you, Rachel, and you and I have become good friends in the last few months and business associates as well. And so for you to be interviewing me is an honor too.
1: Well, thank you so much. I really am just truly grateful for all the work that you're doing because I, I really do believe that we can all make a difference and we can all use our own talents and abilities and our skill sets to make a difference in people's lives everywhere. But we have to take the initiative to do it. And I love what you were sharing earlier in the show that you didn't particularly want to open a school. People were asking you, please, please do this. And you made the decision to do it anyway. Even though it wasn't something you really thought about or thought you could really do, you did it. And now the results have been amazing. I mean, you really have made a huge impact for these children, and you've got some incredible, new, exciting things that are coming up as well. You know, I wanted to ask you, this problem with K-12, it's not just in the United States, right? This is kind of a global situation. I know you've been doing some work in other countries. Give me an idea of kind of what you're doing and and what your vision is to really make an impact.
2: Well, the world needs to change right now. Um, And the only way I know to change it is to change the people in it through connecting knowledge of what works. And, um, you know, we have been through hundreds of years, but, I mean, a few hundred years just in the United States where we have been taught that money rules and that money no matter what. And even our C corporations are set up to make the most money for the investors. So if you have a C corporation and you're a public company and you have a decision about whether to use this product or that product, knowing that that product is going to cause more harm than this product, but this product costs more money, as a public C corporation, you your number one priority is to get money back to the investor. So you are you are absolutely allowed to do more destruction by having a cheaper product because price back to the investor is higher. I mean, this is the stuff I know from banking, and it's just the wrong way to set things up if you want the world to work. So we have different forms of business now. There's a lot of social enterprise. There are B corporations that are recognized in some states. But basically, I have been on a rampant tirade even when I was in banking that we have to make the highest decision for the most good for everybody every single time. So when you relate it back to K-12, we have an industrialized way of teaching kids that has been adopted all over the world, kids in rows, kids sitting behind the same kid's head every single day, Um, bells that go off though that type of contextual learning was put in place to teach kids how to be bored and be okay with it to teach kids to listen to authority do what they're told and not question it so all of the the way that you see a classroom set up with the teacher in the front and the rows of desks and taking the arts out of education that is all by design to dumb down the child, so that the child doesn't cause problem for the manager. And it's, it's, it's really unbelievable that people in powerful positions know this, and they allow it to keep going. And I uncovered a lot of it just because I read so much about history and how schools started and why they started. And there, there used to be a system of nobility training um, among the extreme wealth. So if you were born into nobility, and and this is a little bit true even today with kings and queens, but if you were born into a noble family, you had mentors that helped you to be as noble as you could be. So you you, you learned a lot very, very fast because you had a lot of teachers to help you be more noble, to get you ready to handle, you know, Lots and lots of people, lots and lots of money, lots and lots of parties. You were taught nobility. Well, during the Renaissance, um, I mean I could go on and on about the history of what happened, but um, during, during the Renaissance, it, it, it sort of a mid mid um, level uh, merchants started making money, so entrepreneurism was kind of born. People were able to sell things and make a little bit more money, but they were not taught nobility training. So all of a sudden you started having a middle class that really wasn't trained to be noble. And, um, and it became trendy to not be noble. So that sort of upcoming middle class that didn't really have um, training to, to have finesse, to know how to dress, to know how to talk, to know how to walk. Um, they started putting pressure on the kings and queens kids not to be trained into nobility because it wasn't cool. It, it's really interesting. So then um, the people that owned the, the bigger factories, et cetera, were starting to have a problem controlling that population because they were sort of unruly. And they devised the system that we have today. Put them in a row, make bells go on and off, be authoritative, tell them that they're um, a D or F, get them to feel bad about themselves, and then you can control them. And now we have a world that is going so fast, and it is harder and harder to find the true answers because you go Google things all day and you can't find the restaurant you're looking for. And you've got a world that is going to depend more and more and more on resilience, creative thought, and nobility, treating people with noble respect, treating your home with noble respect. And yet, this, this training is not happening in K-12. And so by the time they get into college, they have such poor attitudes that they drop out of college. So we, we've got a world that is not working, and the only way I know to get it turned is to get people to have more knowledge wherever they are. So if they're billionaires, but they've always been in billionaire families, and they haven't really been trained in nobility training, we've got to teach them the stuff that you and I teach. And we've got to take that all the way down to the smallest kid in the most rural place, a village in Africa, and teach them as well, as fast as we can. Absolutely.
1: And that brings me to to a really pressing question for you. I know we've only got a few minutes left and I want you to to share with us more about the exciting news that you have that you're working on. But you've got a plan that you want to bring literacy to 250 million children globally. So before we have to close up today, tell me a little bit about that. Tell me what's going on and how we can help.
2: Okay, so this is our exclusive first big announcement about this. Um, this is called competition for global learning through the X Prize, um, and your listeners can look look up XPRIZE.com and see some background about this. But you and I had a chance to meet the person who started these X Prizes, Peter Diamandis, um, last month or the end of September. Yep. And he has announced a prize uh, for $15 million for um, any group or several groups to solve this literacy problem worldwide. And when I told him what we had accomplished at Starshine and how we have been working on how we can scale out Starshine as fast as we can and get it to home schools, villages, other schools as fast as we can, we've been working on that problem since day one, because that was always my mission. How can we change K-12 for every child, not just on one corner? So he um, he basically announced to you in the crowd that we were sitting in that yes. um, he was pretty sure Starshine was going to win the prize. And uh, that kind of caused a chain reaction through uh, my group and through some people that are around me. And so to sort of bring this back around to the listeners, um, we are, are creating a global team of people who will understand Starshine and be able to discuss it because it's one thing to find a solution for something, but if if, if millions of people don't believe that it is a solution or don't know about the solution, it will not be a solution. So when you're doing a worldwide Scheme of anything, you have to have lots and lots and lots of people know about it. So, we are building our Starshine Street team who will watch uh, the development of the actual technology, um, comment on it. We have about 18 months to develop this um, strategy and technology and solution, and we need the minute we have it developed. We need millions of people informed about it, so that they can talk about it. So, right now, we don't have our our final um, site up that will take in um, these uh, the street team. But if they go to starshinenetwork.net today and put in their email address, and when the pop up comes up, just put in X Prize we will tell you how you can get involved. And we will have companies involved, individuals involved. We'll have scientists involved, technology experts involved. But we will win the prize. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind. We've already, you know, we're already probably 48% Ahead of anybody I know, and wow, we, we would love awesome. it if there was only one team. I mean, we would love it if everybody got on the same team just to solve the problem. Absolutely, um, love that. Uh, yeah, we're serious about it, and we're excited about it. And our first team will be the kids and the teachers at Starshine, so they're excited about it too. They want to prove. You know, can you imagine being a part of a renaissance again and having your name involved with? a world change like that. So we want it to include as many people as we can.
1: That is awesome. Tell us one more time, what's the website people can go to so that they can get more information? Tell us
2: one more time. Okay, they can go to XPRIZE.com and learn all about the learning, the global learning. They can um, sign up to be a part of the Starshine Street Team, which will be starshinenetwork.net. And when we, when we have more information about exactly what team they'll be on, et cetera, um, we will start a process of communicating.
1: Awesome. I love that. Definitely, you guys, for all of you who are listening today, go to starshinenetwork.net, sign up, get involved. Trish will email you more information as she has it available. But this has just been such an incredible time with you, Trish. I just want to thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for sharing. We could talk for hours and hours, but unfortunately, (laughs) we're just about out of time. So for all of you listening today, I want to thank you as well for sharing your time with me. I really do appreciate you tuning in each and every week. Make sure that you tell your friends, families, and colleagues about the show so that they can tune in as well. You never know whose life could change as a result result of something they've heard on Infinite Success Radio. So I'm Rachel O'Brien Eddy reminding you to believe in the power of a dream. Have an amazing week and we'll see you next time.
0: Thanks for tuning in. You can hear Infinite Success Radio live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Rachel O'Brien Eddy invites you to check out another show next week.